another Sunday edition of Prospects After Dark. I am your host. I am Kyle Reese uh, for Prospects After Dark and for Birds on the Black. Uh, let's see, today is January 13th. It's a little after 8. We're getting started a little late, just like we normally do. Uh, as you guys know, we start this off, and I usually ramble on for three minutes where I tell everyone hello and say hello to everyone, and then we get back into business. Uh, Johnny G24 says, right away, you look tired. Uh, not really. Our good friend says it's avocado time. So does Chandler Hayes. It is indeed avocado time. As we pay homage, homage, to my head uh, that looks like an avocado and also to Tim McKernan and their lovely show that they put on a 590. Uh, I do look tired. I feel tired. It's been a long weekend. Uh... I run the AM shift for my uh, of snow plowing uh, out in West County, and we. I Friday was a hell of a night. Saturday was a hell of a day. I didn't make it home Friday into Saturday, so I'm a little exhausted. Stayed at a hotel, kind of a last minute thing. Uh, and here we are, haven't slept much, and we're gonna get after it and uh, and really get into it. I love eggplants and avocados. Good. I can give you a maybe a budding eggplant but definitely the world's largest avocado avocado mage or mageddon i think i'm not exactly sure uh let's see uh press front office on harper from our buddy ryan so in our little group chat uh our, the good and lovely and talented not really mention that you know it seems like over the last couple weeks pretty much since uh, the the GM meetings, oh, since the winter meetings, rather, uh, the, the Harper to St. Louis thing has really, really cooled off. You know, there was articles about Fowler and what's going to go on, and it seems like us fans have kind of resigned ourselves to the fact that Bryce Harper isn't going to be a St. Louis Cardinal. And you know what? At the very least, I think we owe it to ourselves as fans to be loud about the fact that we still want Bryce Harper to be a St. Louis Cardinal. I don't think it's a, a pedal that we should let our foot off of just yet. Uh, you know, Nothing's wrong with saying it as long as we're smart about it. What am I drinking tonight? That's a great question. Uh, so last last Sunday we started the uh, the Jefferson's very small batch blend of straight bourbon whiskey. Uh, that's what I'll be drinking tonight. And you'll notice that I'll be drinking it. Uh, when do we think the work stoppage is coming? It'll be after the 2012, uh, 2022 season. I'm drinking my, my beautiful bourbon tonight out of my lovely uh, pad mug that was sent to me around Christmas, New Year time uh, from the lovely and tan- talented Cardinals gift. So... I get to drink my bourbon out of this amazing mug. Look at this beautiful thing to, to you. I love you, card gifts. Uh, hey, Kyle. Hello from Oregon. I'm watching Sandlot on the MLB Network. Good, good choice. Look, you can never get enough baseball, and sometimes you need baseball uh, in any capacity, even in a fictitious way uh, at, at any given moment. Can you explain the Kyler Murray situation? How about this? This is what I would like to do with Kyler Murray. I would like for you guys to ask specific questions. Because here's what happens if we go over the Kyle Murray, Murray situation. I'm only, I'm going to rant on for 10 minutes before we get into like the specifics. I can try to give you a dumbed down version of it, and it's this. Kyler Murray is a two-way athlete, plays quarterback uh, and outfield. He's an exceptional athlete. Uh, he was drafted ninth overall by the, the uh, Oakland Athletics this past draft. And he's probably going to be the, one of the first quarterbacks taken in the NFL draft if he decides to go to the NFL. The A's gave him like four, a little over four and a half million. I think it was like four point nine five million dollars as a signing bonus to sign with them, understanding that there was a chance that he might go. Now he reassured them that he was going to play baseball, but he's at a point now where he can actually leverage his situation to make more money. Uh, that's like the easiest, simplest way of putting it. Uh, where it gets interesting is Major League Baseball is taking some liberties with the the rule, whether it be unwritten or not. Uh, maybe some of the the unspoken words that Major League Baseball loves and and can't get enough of. 
anyways, I'm ranting, I'm rambling on there, and that's what I was afraid of. That's why I wanted to go into specifics about this instead of like giving the overarching, because I know I'm going to ramble on and on. But what this does is it changes the dynamic about amateur drafting, amateur or amateur, uh, yeah, amateur drafting really, and, and how the draftees can go about attaining money. And it's just a whole disaster. It's a whole cluster. And it really, really shows that Major League Baseball can do whatever they want in any capacity that they want uh, when they want it. And this has become kind of a little rivalry now or a, a contest between Major League Baseball and National Football League. Uh, as my brother would laugh at me as I say National Football League, the NFL. Um, as who can get this extremely talented player into uh, into their league. And it's kind of a joke, and it's going to be interesting to watch. Oh, why won't it connect? Can't hear anything. Uh, so there's a good chance that that means that you're muted. You need to turn your mute off. Uh, when do we think the work stockage is coming? We went over that. Uh, yeah, so that's, I mean, that's really the hot-button topic. And again, we'll get into more specifics as the night goes on. The A's did this to themselves. Uh, now, I agree. And I think that's what's really, one of the things that really bugs me here is Major League Baseball is looking for an, a way to bail the A's out of taking such a drastic chance on a player with the ninth overall pick. It, 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 Major League Baseball is trying to change how they do business to protect the A's interest and to protect their own interest. And don't think for one second if Kyler Murray didn't have a built-in followership with built-in marketing potential, that Major League Baseball would be taking this extra step to try to attain this talent. But the, what separates Kyler Murray from any of the other players drafted uh, this past year is that Kyler Murray is an entity in and of himself. That even if you pump $15 million into signing him, he's going to make that money back and he's going to make it quick. There are other players who can make them money, but not that quick, that fast. Uh, that's just not how it works. He His situation is very unique. It's special. And maybe it does deserve special talent or special uh, – it deserves special recognition, if you will. But that should have happened before the draft, this past draft. Because now all of those draftees from the 2018 draft class are operating on a different level than what Kyler Murray's operating on. And it changes the dynamic of that entire draft. It's a whole shit show that Major League Baseball is just proving one more time that they have kind of a – Major League Baseball is in a bad place right now, and they're doing bad business. And it's a disaster, and it's sad. Uh, he's another Bo Jackson. No, he's not another Bo Jackson. He, he's a Bo Jackson in the fact that he plays two sports. You know, He's a different player. He's more Deion Sanders than Bo Jackson. And even then, you're talking about a guy who's split time between baseball and football for his entire life. And you would assume that if he goes and plays baseball, that he'll his, his, his baseball – uh, acumen will grow and I'll end up being a really great baseball player, but you can't guarantee that because you don't know. You, you just don't know. Uh, let's see. Yeah, he's going to put a lot of media for the A's, which will get the money. Uh, hello, Ashley. How are you too? Ashley, I raise my glass. Uh, Jack and then a bunch of numbers says, would Murray really get 15 million? So the reason we say 15 million is between, I believe, Mr. Ken Rosenthal and Mr. Jeff Passan. Uh, that's the the like the rumored amount that it would take to get Kyler Murray to come uh, and and play baseball instead of football. What two non-roster superstar additions could the Cardinals make that could take that could make them the NL favorites? Any of the two? There's only like what? What are the three superstars on on? The, there's only two superstars that are free agents, and that's Machado and Harper. So if they're if you're giving me a choice of like which two? Well, there's only two on the market now. I know people might say Kimbrel. Uh, He'd be the only other one that I would consider, and then maybe you get creative there, but if you're asking me which two, well, they need both of the two to be the NL favorite. I, 
I think someone like Bryce Harper makes them uh, the, the NL Central favorites, but I don't even know if they're good enough yet at that point uh, to be the NL favorites. Uh, the Spider Pig, do you think uh, with all the film time and study for both sports that he can succeed in both sports? Man, that's a great question. I think, I do. I do think he has the potential to succeed in both sports. He's an extremely gifted athlete. But I do think that people are overvaluing him as a baseball player. I think what they're doing is they're seeing the raw skills and the raw athleticism. And they're, they're projecting on top of that and ignoring the fact that he's a really flawed baseball player uh, with, with high athletic upside. And again, I would understand why a team would draft him ninth overall in this past draft class. It wasn't something that I would do. I, I would have waited. and not, I, I would have waited past the top 50, as a matter of fact. Maybe, definitely past the top 25. Maybe past the top 50. Uh, I just, there's a lot of strike out there. And he sits on fastballs, and he, he struggles. His, his hitting mechanics change with breaking pitches. He doesn't really utilize the field well. He does against, like, especially lesser talent. Uh, he can. He's good enough. And maybe with changing full dedication to baseball, he, he can be. But, I, man, I just think, if I'm, the, if I'm the A's, he's not the player that I'd give $15 million to. Uh, if I'm Major League Baseball, he's not a player I'd give $15 million to. But they're in that position because now it's a battle. So, question, do people think Kyler would rise through the system? So, that's the other thing that a lot of people assume. Uh, they assume that part of the reason why the A's wanted to meet with Kyler Murray and his people, other than to offer him more money, is to assure him that he's going to move through the system fast. Uh, great question. Keep sending them, and I'll keep feeding them. That's right. Cards Gifts uh, makes a little note here, and we log, and we talk back and forth. Does Murray play year one in majors? I would not think so. I think they probably told him two years. I think he'll get perks and everything, uh, but we'll see. I'll be honest. Because of the way that Major League Baseball has handled this uh, and the way that they treat their amateur scouts, or their amateur players, uh, their minor league players, I do hope to a degree and first off, I'm really happy for Kyler Murray. If he can get $15 million, anybody who makes less than a living wage who can get over on their eventual employer is good in my book. I'm on board for that. I'm happy for the guy. Uh, but part of me kind of wants Kyler Murray to go and make have Major League Baseball jump through all of these hoops and then say, you know what, I'm going to go play football. Because that's what Major League Baseball deserves in this situation. The thing that really bugs me, too, about this particular conversation is that I firmly believe that even if Kyler Murray gets a big contract, it's not going to change what Major League Baseball does with their amateurs. The only They're making an exception because of this player with this built-in audience. Uh... What'll happen is, sure, for a month, maybe some of the, the highbrow media, uh, the national media will say, uh, this is a chance for them to pay the minor leaguers. Well, you know what's going to happen in a month? No one but me and Tara Wellman and the local media people whose voices get drowned out uh, are going to be yelling about it. You know, uh, I give uh, Mr. Edwards for Fangraphs and formerly Viva Alberto's. Uh, I give him tremendous credit because he's he's all over it. Some of the Viva Alberto uh, Viva Alberto guys like Ben Godar, uh, he was tweeting about it earlier today. But the issue is, minor league players are never going to get paid until they get unionized uh, or proper representation, uh, legal representation, or the players that become major league players start supporting their attempts to get cash. So it's a total shit show that Major League Baseball has created themselves. As Tara says, they won't drown us out. Look, you guys know me. I'll scream into a stupid telephone for two hours at a time if it means that my voice is heard by just a small more, uh, minority of people. I don't care. I just This is what I know. is I love the fact that one guy is going to get over on Major League Baseball, but all it does is, is emphasize the fact that this is a disease that needs curing that 
Major League Baseball isn't doing anything uh, to cure. <sighs> uh, fat chance MLB players will do that. Yeah, you're right. It, there is a fat chance, and it's heartbreaking. Uh, and you know what? The, the other issue is, and it's something that I've come across in talking with minor league players, is that even the minor league players won't step up. Like They want to go under the, the cloak of anonymity whenever they speak of it. Uh, the, it, you know, and even then, sometimes you can't get them to talk about it. And the reason is, when you do finally get them to like to do it, uh, they they say like, I don't want to ruin my chances. There's a stigma there, and it's a tragic stigma. I mean, all stigmas are tragic, really, when you break it down. But it's a tragic thing, and uh, it, it really does break my heart. It, it breaks my heart, and, and no one really seems to appreciate, even as it gets louder, as this this vocal minority gets louder about the way that minor league baseballs are, baseball players are treated, it, it doesn't really seem to ever gain traction, and it blows my mind. Uh, let's see, uh, afraid of the blowback, that's part of it for sure. Uh, let's see, can the cards draft Pat Hay Holmes? I believe you were probably trying to say Pat May Holmes. Uh, you know, he played baseball a little bit, and he was okay. Sure, you got to give him $15 million, though. Uh, blacklisted if they speak out from Doyle 77 uh, Again, talking to some of the minor leaguers, that's definitely the impression that I've gotten. Uh, again, they get, they get uh, penalized for chasing their dream. And don't think that a major league organization won't penalize them for it. Uh, any positive card news from PJ Quarter? Well, on Friday, and I don't have the numbers. Uh, again, I worked from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. Friday. I was stuck in traffic for five and a half hours. It was a whole thing. I had to stay overnight at a hotel. I couldn't get home because of the snowstorm. Um, but the Cardinals settled their arbitration cases with Ozuna and Waka and whoever the other person is now that I can't remember because my brain's dead. Uh, and they got uh, and they got them all cheaper, so that's positive Cardinal news. Uh, cheaper than the projections. Uh, but other than that, look, we're in that dead time of the year where there isn't a whole lot to really talk about. So instead, some asshole in a beautiful Prospects After Dark mug uh, is going to rant at you about absolutely nothing pretty much oh leon dominic leon thank you guys very much sorry again i'm i'm done uh what do cards give women beaters why do oh hold on uh maggie asks why do cubs give women beaters raises uh starting a different rant yeah holy cow let's get into that why do they do it uh because they're not shamed into not doing it why do they do it because there aren't rules against it in major league baseball uh, why do they do it? Because they can. And again, we're not loud enough about it. If if the Cubs fans were, by and large, yelling about it, maybe something would change. Uh, but the thing is, we live in a fantasy baseball world where people need Addison Russell on their fantasy team on a 12-team league. So a lot of guys are kind of quiet about it because they're cowards. Uh, also, the Cubs front office is cowards. And also, the Cubs front office doesn't want to eat cash. Uh why do they do it? Because he's not in prison like he should be. That's why they can do it. Uh, again, Major League Baseball needs to redo their domestic violence rules, how they handle it, how people who commit domestic violence are punished. Uh, it's a goddamn tragedy. And it's, again, another, another reason, another example of why Major League Baseball is a complete shit show right now. Uh, from a front office, ownership, uh, commissioner's office standpoint... It is a goddamn shame. Everything you guys know how I feel. Look, uh, uh, the Cardinals' first, or, you know, the Cardinals' pick, Griffin Roberts, was uh, just suspended for 50, 50 games for doing some cannabis, and you know that really hurts his pocket as a minor leaguer. He's not going to make any money, uh, and that's fucked up. Uh, but then you have Addison Russell, who gets a raise to three point four million dollars after beating his his wife, I believe, uh, and 
40 game suspension. It's a joke. It's a fucking tragedy. I used to think MLB was the best ran league, and not really. It was the best run league for a while. Remember when uh, NFL was going through shit, and uh, you know the NBA hadn't started their upward uh, climb to through popul- to being as popular as they are, and hockey was run by Gary Bettman for as long as I've been alive. I think they it really really was, uh, but instead of being progressive, they went the other direction, and that's where we're at right now. Uh, cannabis, cannabis. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, let's see, blah, blah, blah. Uh, who got busted for, uh, uh, Griffin Roberts, the Cardinals, I believe, and I'm gonna end up fucking this up, uh, Griffin Roberts was the 43rd pick in this past draft, uh, right-handed pitcher out of Wake Forest, throws the best slider in the system. Uh, let's see, yeah, that's right, the devil's lettuce, uh, as it were. Uh, let's see, Tara asks about seven minutes ago, what level do you think uh, Kyler Murray will start at? My guess is that he'll start at uh, whatever the A's uh, equivalent of Peoria is. So full season A, not advanced, but that would be my guess where he would start. Uh, And again, maybe they would augment that depending on how he comes into spring training. Maybe they get a little bit more aggressive, but I think that they would tell him you're going to start right there. It's a full season club. uh, And then he would race through the, through the ranks quickly. Uh, That's one thing the A's aren't really afraid of. Like, Especially with pitchers, and I know that's not the case here with Kyler Murray, but they've never really been as hesitant to get aggressive promoting people if the, the time came. Again, a little while ago, uh, Trevor S427 asks, uh, would the cards ever consider hitting Ozuna 2 and Goldie 3? I personally don't believe that Ozuna in the 2 spot is something that would actually happen. I think Goldie hitting 2nd is, is more than likely going to happen in some capacity. Who hits 3rd will probably be Ozuna, would be my guess. Who hits 4th after that is going to be really interesting. What I hope for... Uh, and it's something that I've been pretty vocal about in our little group chat, is I would very much like for the Cardinals to not have like set roster spots other than Matt Carpenter leading off. A- after that, you you hit the odd hand. If that means Goldschmidt's hitting second more often than not with a guy who can drive him in, with a hot hand hitting third, then I'm all for that. That's what I would like. I didn't know a five-hour meeting means it puts Phillies in lead for Harper. Way to go. Yeah, Bob Nightingale. Uh, he's a clear-cut favorite. Uh, Connor O'Connor, uh, I think. I know you touched on it a little bit. But is Kyler Murray that good of a baseball player? He's not that good of a baseball player. He He's projectable as being pretty damn good. Don't take away from that. And he's, again, I understand why a team would take him in the top 10 of this past draft. I wouldn't have done it, but I can understand why teams would do it. And I think he could be a very, very good player. Uh, we were talking about Addison Russell. I think that's the kind of outfielder that he can be. Uh, minus, you know, the fucking domestic violence that should have sent him to prison. Uh, but... I think that he's that kind of talent. I'd like to, potentially, if he reaches a ceiling. I'd like to see DeYoung between Carp and Goldie. He gets lots to hit. Uh, maybe he gets lots to hit, but that's a lot of strikeouts, too. I, I like his ability to drive in the ball. Uh, but remember, uh, 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 anyway, sorry, Brennan Schaefer was in there and I missed it. Um, remember that the strikeout thing becomes kind of weird. Look, I'm all about the Cardinals just riding the hot hands and staggering the lineup on a day-to-day basis, depending on what's going to drive in runs the best. Uh, what are you eating under there? Uh, you boy. Uh, if we re-sign Goldie, then we will not go after Arenado or anything else next year. Who would we get? Uh, I don't know what how that got brought up. I'm sure that that's part of an internal discussion happening in the comments here on Prospects After Dark. Uh, look, here's the thing is, and I agree with you. I personally believe that there's no way that the Cardinals sign anyone, uh, if they sign Paul Goldschmidt. They're not going to sign Arenado. If the Cardinals are going to sign Bryce Harper, in the perfect situation to sign Bryce Harper right now, then there's no way they're going to sign Arenado, especially if they sign Goldie to an extension. Damn it, I wanted to hear all this from Cardinals 11 and 11. 
Uh, you can always re-listen to it. Where's Craig Mish? Let's get him back. I missed him last time. He'll be in here. Don't don't doubt Craig Mish would come in here. Should cannabis be banned substance in pro sports? NFL only drug tests once a year? No, it should not be. It should not be. Look, I'm uh, for my own personal belief, and I understand why other people don't believe this, uh, but I think cannabis should be completely legal recreationally, and obviously, if that's the case, I don't think professional sport, uh, athletes should be tested for it. And one thing I want to piggyback off of that is since Major League Baseball doesn't test for it, Minor League Baseball should definitely not test for it. And it's just another level of hypocrisy between Major League Baseball and the Minor League players uh, that the Minor League Baseball players have to suffer that make it even more difficult for them to reach their goal. Uh, and also, it doesn't benefit Major League Baseball in the long run in any capacity either because they're not getting... 50 games worth of Griffin Roberts, or 50 games with the Forrest Whiteley. It's a fucking joke. A 25% chance that Craig Mish makes it in. I like that from our boy Wildcats. Wildcats, thanks for being in here. Oh. Craig Mish has entered. Oh, two for two. So, I raised my beautiful pad mug to the lovely and talented Craig Mish. But more importantly, sorry Craig, sorry to backseat you on this one, uh, to Mr. Jason Hicks, uh, the godfather of prospects after dark. Uh, and, and his lovely and wonderful family, his wife Jennifer, and their son Jason. Uh, we love you guys. Uh, sorry I'm going to miss you at the Baseball Writers Dinner on Saturday. Uh, but to you, uh, uh, Saturday or Sunday, I think it was Sunday, I raised my glass. Mr. Mish, everyone in here was chiming for you. We missed you last week. Uh, Mr. Hicks, too, we, I, you know, you're in here all the time, and we love you, and we don't say it enough. Is Harper going to the Phillies? I believe that that question is probably directed more for Mr. Mish than it is for me. Uh, look, I don't think this thing is anywhere near as done as maybe someone like Bob Nightingale made it out to be. Uh, I think that if it was done, it would be done, uh, and I think anything could happen at this point. Uh, let, yeah. Uh, pause, true detective, what's shaking? Oh, Mr. Mish is the greatest. Uh, that Mr. Ali there, I can't wait to watch season three of True Detective. I, uh, I was trying to tell Ashley the other night, uh, we were watching uh, Rick and Morty, and uh, we were going to watch True Detectives, but we decided not to watch anything that can get kind of spooky. We were going to watch season one, which season the first season of True Detectives is amazing and incredible and uh, supernatural and uh, uh, just wonderful. Uh, and Matthew McConaughey and Woody Harrelson are incredible in it, even though they're not like my favorite actors. But anyways, I'm anxious for season three, and uh, thanks for stopping in, sir. We appreciate it. Uh, drinking good old, let's see, uh, did you see the Alex Verdugo report that, that the Cardinals were in on trading for Alex Verdugo? I, look, I would assume that any team that is either rebuilding or not rebuilding would consider trading for Alex Verdugo if the Dodgers made him available, but I just don't understand why the Dodgers would make him available. Uh, and if they did, I would imagine that it would take quite a haul to get him in return. Uh, thanks guys, love you all What's the latest on Harper? You know Mr. Mish, uh, other than Mr. Nightingale Reporting uh, uh, earlier in the day That it looked like Harper Was going to go to Philadelphia And it, I think the quote was It's becoming increasingly likely That Bryce Harper will end up with Philadelphia And Manny Machado will end up with the White Sox And that's the most Up to date news that we have And it might not be news because sometimes Mr. Nightingale Gets, gets wanky uh, sorry I'm late tonight from Austin Stone. Austin Stone, come on in whenever you want. The beautiful thing about Prospects After Dark is that this is a cornucopia of nonsense. It's an open door policy, baby. Come on in whenever you want. Uh, I got to see Kizer in Springfield all the time. He is great with fans and kids. He is a stud. Yeah, uh, so I, I'm going to look. What you'll notice throughout all of this is I'm 
from week to week will ruin part of my Dirty 35, uh, my top 35 prospects in the Cardinals organization, which will launch on February 12th over at Birds on the Black. But I'll tell you right now, Andrew Kisner is a top five prospect in the Cardinals organization easily. Uh, I, I don't have him one or two, but don't worry with like one or two graduations, one graduation in particular, which will happen early on in the 2019 season. Andrew Kisner will be top three. Look, he's a great kid. He's a smart kid with a great stroke, uh, all fields approach, doesn't strike out a lot, walks uh, enough who's becoming better as a catcher but still has a lot to improve. Uh, and, and more importantly, he's other than him being as intelligent as he is, he's a great kid. Uh, and everyone who's ever talked to him or dealt with him uh, loves him, and coaches love him too. Uh, he has all the intangibles. You know, we were talking about Harrison Bader a little earlier ago. The one thing I know about Andrew Kisner is that he will maximize all of his skills. Uh, he's a pure hitter, and his bat would play in the majors right now. I'm hoping to see Kisner in Nashville this year. I hope you get to see him too. I would expect that he makes his way through there. Uh, when is the Dirty 35 dropping? So what we decided on today is the Dirty 35 will come out on February 12th, the same day that pitchers and catchers report. Uh, how we'll go is you'll have an article of the four guys who have graduated off the list. Uh, you'll have the best of the rest. And we just haven't decided when we're going to release those. They might We might start unveiling those on the 12th. We might put those out the 10th and the 11th. Uh, but you'll get one basically every day starting on February 12th leading in to March 28th, the Cardinals season opener. Uh, there's a couple built-in off days, uh, but you'll be able to go to Birds on the Black and get all of that stuff. And again, you guys know how it rolls. Our Dirty 35, uh, my, for my money, uh, and again, I'm, I say that, but I'm also lying to you because I don't really know what anyone else does because the Dirty 35 is pretty independent and it's pretty my own thing and it's based off of knowledge and information that I have and I've attained independently. Uh, but I, I'll go all in and say that you'd be hard-pressed to find a better... Uh, prospect work of art than, than the Dirty 35. I can tell you this, uh, the amount of time that I have to put in to do it, uh, I can't imagine anyone with a full-time job and, and doing, being able to do more than I can. And I'm not trying to pat myself on the back. You guys know that I am self-deprecating as they come. Uh, but it's a lot of work and it's a whole thing. And you're going to get awesome gifts. You're going to get awesome video. You're going to get some terribly written words. I can promise you that last part more than the other things. Uh, and I can, it, it's, it's a whole event and, and please tune in to Birds on the Black for that. And then we're also going to do, um, some podcasts. I'm going to break them into groups of five. And we'll do just like we did with the position rankings where I tell you a little bit more about the guys, get into a little bit more detail, maybe be anecdotal, uh, sing my own intro music because that's how we roll. Who will close in 2019 for Montu Monsters? Uh, again, I think you're talking about a share between Andrew Miller and Jordan Hicks as of right now. I wouldn't be surprised if Alex Reyes works his way in there in some capacity. But uh, if Mr. Uh, Mike Schilt handles it properly, I think you're looking at matchup saves with Mr. Hicks and Mr. Miller. Uh, Wong not being in MLB Network's top 10. Has Tara stopped drinking yet? Uh, I'm not, I won't speak for Tara, but I will tell you that I definitely thought that the list was inaccurate. Uh, look, there are a lot of really good second basemen in the league. Obviously, I would put Colton Wong in the top 10. You know, I was hoping that Colton Wong would get brought up. I'm going to make an, uh, like a crazy claim here. I'm going to say from this point on, Colton Wong's career, if he stays healthy, looks like Brandon Phillips' career from age 27 on or 28 on, however old Colton Wong is. That's the kind of career that I expect uh, Colton Wong to have from this point on. How do people that are Cards and Blackhawks fans exist? Hey, look, uh, we all like the things that we like. And boy, is that just the dumbest thing a person can say. But it's true, you know. Uh, if a, Look, I... I don't understand it. I'm not a Blackhawks fan. I am a Blues fan. I'm a Cards and Blues fan. Uh, but you know what? We, we all like what we like, and sometimes we're exposed to different things that really pique our interest, and uh, that's how it works out. It, to, to each and every person who likes their own dumb things, I, I raise my glass.
<laughs> oh, hey, uh, Alex, Chris Foley, our buddy. Harper, any team that keeps me in a meeting for five hours is a team at the bottom of my list. Alex, that's why you're the smartest and the best. Uh, so many Northern Illinois fans are Cards and Hawks fans. Yeah, now you can understand why. It's, uh, it's a proximity thing. Uh, we all like what we like. Uh, social drink. Love you, Tara Springfield. Uh, will Seymour be put in the pen or stay in the rotation for the whole year? It's in the Cardinals' best interest that Carlos Martinez is pitching as a starter for the entirety of the year. Uh, you know, that would mean that the bullpen is holding its own, that they don't need that. And also, those starters innings from Carlos Martinez are valuable. Uh, almost unquantifiably valuable. Uh, we've talked about it a lot on Prospects After Dark. You know, trading Carlos Martinez at his price tag would be dumb unless you got a package that you just could not refuse. Uh, even when Carlos Martinez isn't great, he's still one of the 25 or 30 best pitchers in baseball. And that's not the kind of asset you trade, especially when that asset is pretty cheap, relatively speaking. Uh, the Cardinals need Carlos Martinez to be the starter he's capable of being, even if it is inconsistent. Uh, how many top free agents will still be available during spring trading, training from Hayden March? I think that's an interesting question, Hayden. Uh, let's see. What did they say? They're still like uh, – I don't – I forgot the number. I heard it earlier in the week. I think they still said there's over 100 free agents or something crazy like that. You know, if you're talking about like the top 30 free agents looking at a list – uh, I'll say maybe three or four of those guys are available. You know, we started seeing it with the infield market with, uh, you know, LeMahieu and Lowry. These things have dominoes. And maybe if Kimbrell goes, you'll see Adovino go or reverse. I would expect that, you know, by the time you get to camp, uh, the start of spring training games in particular, but by the time you get to camp here in a month, uh, some of this is settled. It's just still going to be slow. It'll be slow and it'll come in bunches like it did earlier in the week. If Waka has a healthy, good 2019, will he be re-signed? I don't know. See, I believe that it would be in the Cardinals' best interest unless he's a Cy Young contender. Uh, and even then with that shoulder injury. Uh, let, me, let me start over with Michael Waka. With that shoulder injury, I would be very, very... I, I would not re-sign him. As a matter of fact, I would hope that he's good enough even to get like Cy Young consideration. And then I'd slap that qualifying offer tag on him and try to get a draft pick and compensation for him. Uh, but I, I personally... Because of that scalpula injury, uh, I would let him walk. Uh, even if he can't get a draft pick for him, I would let him walk. Especially with the depth that the Cardinals have starting pitching in the minors uh, and in the bullpen. Uh, correct on Waka, good call, Kyle, from Sweaty Teddy. Thank you very much. Every once, a blind, every once in a while, a blind girl gets you nut. Uh, MLB Trade Rumors has an updated list of the current free agents. Uh, for the ones that are interested. Thank you for that. If we get out of Vino, we get a pretty solid 7-8-9 inning, guys. I think the Cardinals right now have pretty solid 7-8-9. Uh, look, John Brebbia is very, very underrated by the fans and national media. John Brebbia is really damn good. Uh, Dominic Leone, if that nerve thing is, is solved, he might be good. I think Dakota Hudson could fill that role perfectly. And then with Miller and Hicks, I think you're set for the 8th and ninth on a pretty regular basis. It's just what happens after that becomes interesting, right? Will the Cardinals... Uh, waste a month of the year trying to get production out of Brett Cecil or Luke Gregerson. Uh, will either of those guys get past their issues and show signs of life? That could very well happen. Uh, what role does Mike, Mike Myers play? It, it just depends on how aggressive the Cardinals are with their bullpen and their parts to be as good as possible. But don't think for one second that the Cardinals don't have the pieces in place currently to have a good 7th, 8th, ninth inning combo, whether that be Reyes or Dakota Hudson, or Alex Reyes, or Andrew Miller. I definitely would like for them to bring in one more lefty. I like Jason Shreve. I like Tyler Webb. I'm not fully sold that Brett Cecil is done, but I'm also an idiot, so keep that in mind. Uh, I would like for them to bring in another lefty. We've talked about a Tony Sip on a one-year deal. Oliver Perez on a one-year deal, something like that. Uh, 
Does Adam Wainwright start 10 games in 2019 from the Spider Pig 22? I do. I'll say, I will say, I'll take the over on that. Uh, unless he gets hurt, right? How many games did he start last year? It had to be like eight or nine at that, 10, somewhere around there. He'll start more. Uh, do you think you could see them signing a lottery ticket guy like Brad Brock or Ryan Madsen? I wouldn't think Ryan Madsen, but yeah, someone like Brad Brock, if the price gets low enough, I do think the Cardinals are in the market for Bud Norris. Again, like, not just bringing Bud Norris back, but making uh, a signing, or, or signing a player, rather, uh, similar to how they signed Bud Norris in 2018. Some guy who could be a swingman, even though they have plenty of guys who can start and relieve. Uh, but somebody that they can sign for a one-year, $3 million contract and see where it goes from there. Martinez be a cheap pinch hitter and fourth outfielder. Uh, would that be enough, I believe? Would that be valuable? Hold on. Oh, that's for Craig Mash. Uh, do you think there is a place for Ponce de Leon? I do think that there is a place... Uh, uh, <laughs> I do think there's a place for Daniel Ponce de Leon. I've been pretty vocal about saying that I think Daniel Ponce de Leon would be a great, again, as we're talking about late bullpen options, I think Daniel Ponce de Leon would be a great fit for that. Remember, he had high strikeout totals against maybe some questionable walk uh, and control issues, but he had high strikeout totals in the minor leagues, and that's because his changeup is really good, and his breaking pitch has come a long way, and he has a funky delivery that has a little bit of motion that's deceptive, and he throws everything pretty consistently. Uh, I think he would fit in really well at the back end of a bullpen. And how the Cardinals will use him, we'll find out. Again, you guys know where I stand on this. I don't, I'm not really big on the long reliever role in baseball anymore. Uh, especially for this particular Cardinals team that have starting pitchers in abundance and a shuttle to Memphis and St. Louis. They can get away with not having a prototypical long man, using somebody in a long situation, shuttling them down to Memphis, utilizing those option years, and then getting someone else to fill in where they need to. I, I think that having a long man... Uh, as we saw with Mike Matheny and his use of nearly every one over the last couple years, uh, it, it doesn't always work the way you want it to. Uh, Trevor Rosenthal signed anywhere yet? Yeah, Trevor signed a one-year deal, Trevor, uh, uh, Mr. Uh, Travis Janik, uh, with the, uh, the Nationals, the Washington Nationals. It was like one year, $8 million with a bunch of incentives built in. I want Gant to start this year, and I would think John Gant gets a, start, a chance to start this year. It's going to be interesting to see what his role is, right? Between Dakota Hudson and Daniel Ponce de Leon and John Gant and Austin Gomber, those are four starters that would probably start in 80% of, of the Major League rotations in baseball uh, entering the 2019 season that don't really have a spot in the Cardinals organization. It, it's going to be interesting to see where they go. Sure, some of those guys could go back down to Memphis. John Gant is the one the one that's really interesting, right? Because he doesn't have option years. Uh, maybe maybe they can make the best out of John Gant, but man, it's going to be really interesting to see what happens. Uh, I'm still pissed we let Greg Garcia go for nothing from Drake Mann. Can you imagine if the Cardinals would have got something for Greg Garcia? Again, I'm going to raise my glass to Greg Garcia because I don't want to hate on him. But a, a soldier in the Matheny army uh, who was never put in a position to do very well uh, and to, to him, I raise my glass. And hopefully he has a solid rest of his career with San Diego. Do you think we have a reliever start a game? I do. I, I'm glad. That's a really interesting thing. Uh, that's a really interesting thing. Uh, just hearing John Mazalak talk about like the, uh, the opener... I do think he's interested in it, and I do think Mike Schilt is a progressive enough manager that he might give it a try in a game. I'll tell you what. So uh, the Wheelhouse is a, uh, a a bar in downtown, uh, downtown St. Louis here, but it's also the name of the podcast that Jerry Depoto does with this, you know, uh, for the Seattle Mariners. And it's amazing. And this last one was good. It was only forty five minutes. He didn't get into like great detail. But he was talking about uh, Kaikuchi and their plan for him. And remember, uh, in the league that Kaikuchi was playing in, they they, were, they played Monday. Uh, wait, no, they played Tuesday through Sunday with Monday off, and they had six starters. 
Uh, so they pitch once a week. So what the Mariners are going to do to supplement that is Kaikuchi is going to be on five uh, on normal baseball rest. And I forgot, like maybe it's every other start or like every third start, he's going to be the opener with like 30 pitches as a max and as like a bullpen. And then he's going to go back to his normal schedule. They're going to do that all year to try to limit his starts. I, I would like for the Cardinals to do something with that. With Adam Wainwright or Michael Waka, like I think that's an interesting concept uh, uh, to to supplement maybe some lingering arm issues. Uh, what do you think of John Jay being bashed on Twitter? I don't know, man. Look, I don't see. There's a lot of stuff that I don't see. Ashley will attest to this. Like I live in my own little private island uh, away from nonsense and and gossip and uh, uh, drama. So like. I didn't realize John Jay was getting beat up on Twitter. I saw the Deadspin thing, but that's Deadspin. Like, again, they do that shit so that you click on it and retweet it and people talk about it and it keeps them in the news. So I, I didn't, and it doesn't really affect me. Uh, th- and that's really where I'm at. Uh, Deadspin is trash. Uh, Deadspin are trash. Yeah, I, I'd agree with you. But again, I, I say Deadspin is trash, but it's not a site that I frequent. I don't really know if it's trash or not. That's... uh. That's completely up for you guys to decide. I know this as I know it's sensationalized journalism and I stay out of it. I see headlines like that and I don't let it get me upset and I don't let it get me excited. Uh, I look at it and I laugh and I say those poor people who think that that's going to get people to click on them. And again, if you're one of the people who click on them, that's on you. Uh, I would ask you to do some soul searching uh, and really just laugh at it because you know it's a joke and I know it's a joke. Uh, Now that he's had Tommy John surgery, just show how Otani pitch after hitting 20 bombs. Yes, that'll happen. Again, uh, I... Again, without knowing the language of the deal that the Angels signed him to, I'm sure that if he wants to pitch, he'll get a chance to pitch when he's ready to pitch. Uh, what do you think of blah, blah, blah? Do you think of the place Ponce de Leon? Anything? Uh, let's see. Let's see. A dead spin has a running gag that they posted every time the Cardinals lost. So, uh, again, something I don't even know about, Ashley. That's my own little life. Most likely 2020 starter, uh, Lane Thomas, Gorman, or Montero. None of them. I, if I have to pick one, Mr. Whitewater Attorney, uh, our good friend Adam Van Crack. Adam, you wrote something earlier in the week that I didn't have time to get to either that I really, really wanted to get to. Uh, I, I raise my glass to you, sir. Adam's been doing some amazing stuff over at Birds on the Black you need to check out. Uh, but if I had to choose one, I'd say Alaris Montero. Uh, I'm anxious to see what kind of 2019 Lane Thomas is going to have. And plus, I just think that there's guys ahead of him that have a better chance than him. I think he's an interesting trade piece. How can the Angels be so bad with so many superstars from Maggie? Well, Maggie, uh, and this is this is what blows my mind. It's their pitching. Their pitching's been so bad, and you can have a lot of superstars if you don't have if you have trash for pitching, and it doesn't really get you anywhere. Uh, the Brewers have done well with trash pitching, but they get great bullpen, and that's not something that the Angels have had. The, the Angels are a really really interesting like science experiment. If you want to go from like the old school baseball mentality and like new school baseball tricks, uh, for years now. The, the Angels have been worse when Mike Trout hits second. They, they have a losing record when Mike Trout, Trout hits second, and they have a winning record when he hits third. Old age, or new age baseball playing against its, itself. The other thing is, old school baseball would dictate that you need to be strong up the middle. You need to have a good center fielder, a good shortstop, and a good catcher. And for years, uh, uh, the Angels have had as strong up the middle as you can have. And you know what? They're still losing. So what's the take from it? Well, you know what? It's the only thing that I take from it is it's baseball is a game where you are a sum of all of your parts. Uh, anything else, like we just get caught up. You don't need to have a, you don't need to have to be elite up the middle. You don't need that. You need it if you're trash everywhere else. But you just need to have the best team that you can possibly have. And, and 
it doesn't matter if you're like you need to have a cohesive lineup. You need to have good pitching. You need to be a good base running team. You need to make as you need to make as few mistakes as possible. And if you're making as few mistakes as possible up the middle, but you're making a ton of mistakes everywhere else, then it doesn't matter how strong you are up the middle. Uh, again, baseball is a game of mitigating mistakes. Uh, who was their good catcher? They had uh, um, uh, Maldonado. They they've had a couple. They had two guys win Gold Gloves since uh, in the last five years. Uh, again, we're talking defensively. Uh, let's see, right? And again, I, let me let me rephrase this because I deserve to hit myself with this stupid mug, and it's not stupid. I love it. Look at this thing. Oh my god! Uh, but Gold Gloves are a joke, and the fact that I just went to them shows you how much of a joke that I am. I, I would like to retract that last statement. They've had really good catchers, uh, some that have won Gold Gloves, which shouldn't carry the same weight. Uh, we should really be talking about the Fielding Bible Awards the same way that we talk about the Gold Glove, but that'll never happen because of sponsorship and blah, 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 yada, yada, yada. Um, but, anyways, I'm an idiot. Uh, while strong in some areas, Angels were plagued with bad contracts. Uh, Randall Rhodes, our good friend Randall Rhodes, yeah, I agree, but again, it's also bad pitching. Uh, and that was part of the reason it couldn't be addressed because of bad contracts. Uh, Harper signed with the Mariners, LOL, that'd be credible. Uh, time for Cardinals to jump in on Machado. Uh, yeah, sure, look, I, I'm all about the Cardinals getting better, and I think Machado makes them better, and I think Harper makes them better, and if they can get him at a deal that they're comfortable with, then they should definitely do it, and if they can get him at a deal that they're not comfortable with, they should definitely do it. Kyle, you're tired, we can forgive you, don't forgive me, I'm an idiot. Uh, I want Machado from Prism underscore two, I'm in. Look, I want the Cardinals to get better. Uh, why doesn't John Brebbia get enough recognition? I'll tell you what, the, it's not even from, like, a talent on the field standpoint. John Brebbia has the personality that... Like, Major League Baseball would be jumping hoops through to put in front of a television if Major League Baseball was run properly. And unfortunately, it's not. Uh, I'm telling you right now, and it's hard to really market a ginger who pitches out of the bullpen, who shaves his beard weird. But, I mean, that should have been on MLB Network every 15 minutes, the way that that guy was shaving his beard in, in Japan and... They don't do stuff like that. He's he's a good pitcher who doesn't get recognition for the type of pitcher he is. Part of that is because of how he's, uh, you know, shuttled from Memphis to St. Louis all last year. Uh, and the other part is that he's never really exposed to, like, high-leverage situations, so we don't appreciate him as a high-leverage reliever. Uh, and also, relievers in general don't get the recognition they deserve unless they're just closing games. Uh, how's the snow from Craig Mish? Well, Craig, uh, if I can take a quick, uh, uh, quick aside to talk to Craig about snow... Craig, what I do for a full-time job is I am a foreman of a concrete crew, uh, and I work for a local government. And uh, one of the things that I do in the wintertime is I run our snow shift. Uh, I, I co-run our snow shift uh, as he leaves. Goodbye, Craig. <laughs> I co-run our snow shift. Uh, so anyways, it sucked. We had a ton of snow, and uh, MoDOT did not put salt down on the roads uh, when the snow first came. So there was a lot of traffic accidents and a lot of traffic issues and people couldn't get up hills. So it was a big disaster, Mr. Mitch. These last two days were a complete and utter huge disaster. And uh, luckily I'm home now, but I haven't been home in like two days. And that's how bad the snow was. And we had five hours worth of delays on the highways and people who were stuck on 44 for like 12 hours in some capacities. Like, it was really bad, Mr. Mesh. Oh, no, don't be sorry. Hey, look, uh, whatever doesn't kill you builds character, right? And here we are on a weird Sunday night doing Prospects After Dark with uh, the one of our, with, let me rephrase that, with one of the most talented uh, journalists uh, from a national standpoint and also one of the nicest people to, uh, to ever partake in Prospects After Dark. Uh, so, again, one more time to Mr. Craig Mesh for being in here. And anytime I raise my glass to anyone, it's understood that to Mr. Jason Hicks, we raise our glass as well. We love the Hicks family. 
If you had to choose one of Gant, Gomber, uh, Ponce de Leon, Hudson to get the fifth spot right now, who would you? Who are you choosing? Um, I'm choosing again. The fifth spot's going to go to Adam Wainwright, but if I had to choose one of them, I'd go Austin Gomber. That's my own personal preference. I think he's best suited for a starter out of that group. Uh, but really, it's a total crapshoot, and I'm not even going on like talent alone. I just I'm picking my personal preference because of how close the talent is all of the way. Around. Uh, you see the Winter League home run that broke all the unwritten rules in baseball from Maggie. That was just a little while ago. Yeah, that's, uh, I can't think of what the guy's name is right now, and you guys are gonna have to pardon me for this. You know, this is my thing. Uh, he's a really interesting catching prospect, uh, and he'll, you'll see him a lot in Major League Baseball, and I loved it. You guys know I love that. Look, uh, baseball is a game of fun, and the only people who take it seriously are people that don't have fun. And, and, like, who don't enjoy that in some Winter League game where a guy hits a home run and is so proud of it that he breaks down to one knee and admires it. Like, how can you not love that? We talked about it last week. One of my favorite Cardinals prospects is left-handed pitcher Genesis Cabrera. And Genesis Cabrera was playing some game with some kids, and he hit a moonshot of a home run and pimped it. And you know what? That's funny. It's cute, and kids love that stuff. Trust me, I coach Little League Baseball. I've coached for ages 9 to 14. And whenever you're having fun, they're having fun. And you know what? When you're a kid, if you're not having fun playing baseball, then you're done with it. It's just that quick. So if the kids are having fun, that's all that matters. And you know what? We're all big kids. Take it from me, you know? I, I Look, I'm a 32-year-old boy. I, there's no getting around that. I wish I was an adult, but it's never, ever going to happen for me. Uh, so instead, I'm just going to be a kid. And you know what? I think you guys should really adopt that too if that's something that you're capable of or think it's even possible. Uh, but be a responsible kid. And, you know, they're playing baseball. Like, let's not pretend like they're not playing a game either. It's baseball. And the other thing to keep in mind about that home run now as I rant on and on is that those leagues are different than American leagues. Like, those fans love that stuff. Like, they get into it. They celebrate that stuff. Uh, that's playing to the audience, and, and especially the Caribbean leagues. So, good for him. Good for them. I love seeing it, and I want to see more of it. Uh, let's see. I like being a kid of legal drinking age from the days of lore. Me too, obviously. Can I, from Christian, can I run away from my responsibilities? I don't want to be an adult anymore. Eat it, Christian. Look, buddy, you're going through a lot, I understand. Uh, but you know what? Responsibilities make being a kid uh, as an adult even better. Uh, run to those responsibilities. Be grateful that you have them. Otherwise, you're just a kid being coddled, and who wants to be that? Uh, hashtag make baseball fun again from Tara. I agree. Do you throw your mid-60s fastball in Little League practice from Drake Man? Uh, no. So here's a funny thing. And again, we'll do it. I'll, I'll use my body. Don't get me wrong. But when I pitch, when I get to right here, uh, my arm locks. And it literally makes like a crunching noise, and I can't finish my throw, so it like grabs me. Uh, but when the last group of kids that were Little Leaguers, my last group of Little Leaguers, because I'm on my second group of Little Leaguers now, but when they turn 14, I promise them for years and years that your last practice, I will rear back and throw as hard as I can, uh, and we'll do, a, we'll do a game where I just pitch as hard as I can to all of you. You each get three at-bats, and we'll see what happens. And uh, I struck them all out. Now... I throw like 41 miles an hour and I've got to throw like this. And trust me, because I throw a tennis ball up against this wall all the time, uh, and it's a total disaster. Uh, are you a lefty from Prism? Yes, I am a lefty. Can you not tell? Have you not watched Prospects After Dark? Uh, I am more left-handed than the most left-handed man alive. Uh, I'll use my, oh, this is, I'll use my body episode. It's like a bump and grind song in here. Uh, and that's how Kyle went to the hospital from Maggie Ladd. Yeah, Maggie, I'm telling you, this thing's a disaster. It's, it's like a car bomb went off. I've got these. So when I was 16 years old or 15 years old, I was in high school. I was a freshman, and I was playing in my first varsity game. 
Uh, I threw a guy out from right field uh, at second base, and I felt like my entire arm explode. And then the next ball, uh, I threw a guy out at third base, and my entire shoulder exploded again. Uh, so that was a thing that happened to me. Uh, uh, let's see. Uh, uh, <laughs> Ashley says, it took me like three times uh, being together to notice, laugh my ass off. Yeah, you know, I, I, I'm exaggerated. It's hard to notice things about me because I'm exaggerating and I'm throwing my arms up and there's really no telling what's going on. Uh, Jack and then a bunch of numbers. God, this stupid thing. Uh, my grandpa was a lefty and they tied his arm behind his back. So, yeah, that, that old school shit. Remember, anytime that you say, you hear somebody say something like, this is how we've always done it. Think about the time when they used to tie somebody's left arm behind them because they were using it. Uh, a lot of times that was in the name of God too, so take that for however you want. If I was to hit a home, oh, son of a bitch, so many questions I want to ask. Uh, if I was to hit a homer in any level of MLB, I'd pimp that thing and ride my bat like Happy Gilmore from Goat Yachty. That is a great, great comment, and it's something that I subscribe to too. Uh, Jack and then a bunch of numbers. Asked a little while ago, fuck, Mary kill, Gant with long hair, Gant with short hair, or John Jay? Uh, I'd kill Gant with short hair. Uh, I'd, I'd marry... Gant with long hair? That one took me by surprise. And I guess I'd have to have some hot Miami sex with John Jay. He hits left-handed. All right. Oh, Hack Muff says, marry John Jay. 100%. I'd like to change my answer. Look, I just got caught up in that beautiful meme of John Gant. And all I could think is uh, put a ring on it. Uh, no, gotta marry John Jay. Look, I, I, I'm in the wrong here, guys. I'll fess up to my errors. Um, I would marry John Jay, and then I guess I'd go to Bangtown with Mr. Longhaired Gant. Jay always played better when he had the fro. I, you know, that would be a fun little thing to go back and check. Like, and again, it's something that you don't hear. Like, you would think, right? Okay, so, I just have so many thoughts about John Jay with the fro right now that I'm bumbling over myself. Uh, how about this? If John Jay had the fro... And he didn't perform, we know it, because every old white person that follows the Cardinals would be outraged by it. Uh, they'd be yelling about his hair and needing a haircut and it's hurting his performance. Uh, but you know he had to perform pretty well with it, uh, because you didn't hear any of that stuff. So John Jay with a fro had to have been better than John Jay without a fro. Uh, the few that I hit, I didn't know they were going, so I never enjoyed them. Felt like an accident. Uh, hello, sir. Welcome to our little thing. It's nice to have you here. Sorry, uh, Ron. I, I apologize. I blanked on your name. But to Ron uh, Nuttall, uh, to you, I raised my glass. How's your son doing, man? It was, again, a while back I got to meet Ron's son. Great kid. Uh, to you guys. Uh -huh. Taylor Hay says, I bet John Jay, I bet a Cup of Joe knows he was the leader of the John Jay fan club. And you can understand why. And I'll be honest, it's been fun like with guys like John Jay and Daniel Descalso to be getting a little bit of media attention over these last couple of years. It's been it's been good, right? A, a positive play. John Jay was a finalist. The whole gold glove thing. Daniel Descalso is hitting home runs, gets signed to a modest contract by the Cubs. Like It's nice to see those Cardinal farmhands that did nothing but help the organization uh, have a little bit of success and earn a couple more contracts. And, you know, John Jay's a full year away from being a, a 10-year pro, from getting that, or maybe a, a year and a half, I don't really know. I need to double-check that. But he's like he's like a year and a half away from being a 10-year baseball player that's going to make a lot of money uh, for a pension once he gets to retirement age, once he gets to the qualifying age. I respect that. That means Daniel Descalso's right there, too. Uh, Dirty Dan was my dude when he was on the D-backs from Hack Muff. 
Yeah, and you know what? That's that's like the one thing that I regret is I would have liked to have seen more of that uh, that Daniel Descalso, and I'm glad that he had that success. Again, I I root for all of these guys. I like them all, just like Greg Garcia. Like we're talking about Greg Garcia earlier. I pull for Greg Garcia. I hope Greg Garcia goes to San Diego and has the a small, modest amount of success. Um, has more than just a small, modest amount of success. Like I hope he he has a great career. Earns another contract just like Descalso did. A fellow repeats last year's number. Is there any chance a front office eats his contract? You know, this whole Brett Cecil thing makes me think that they won't. I think they'll hold on for like another year. They'll do the mystery DL stint. Uh, and then maybe if Tyler O'Neill takes the, the bull by the horns, things change. But I don't. I think the organization, I don't think the organization has the balls to do it. Are me and Graham the only ones who think that Jose fits better with this team than Jerko? Uh, some, I think, uh, Hack Muff says pad night at the ballpark at Bush. I'd love that. I'd love to do a birds on the black night, uh, a pad night. Going back to the, the Jerko J-Mart, I think, I think Jerko fits better than J-Mart. And I think that is, you are in the minority if you think J-Mart fits better than Jerko. I think J-Mart's role is more important, uh, to a degree. Let me refer, I don't think it's more important. I just think that as a hitter, you would think, Jose Martinez fits in better as uh, a, like a pinch hitting option, and he's a terrible outfielder and he's a terrible first baseman. I'd rather have Tyler O'Neill out in the outfield. I'd rather have Matt Carpenter shifting to first with Jerko playing third. Uh, but where Jed Jerko is more important to this team, in my my opinion, other than the power off the potential power off the bat at the bench, um, he's a better third baseman. And the Cardinals are going to need defensive third base uh, more than likely with Matt Carpenter, and he can play multiple positions. So it ends up being just kind of like. Who's a better fit? Well, they're both a good fit for this team, believe it or not. Uh, it's just how much of a better fit you're talking about the least amount possible. I, I think the Cardinals would do well to have both of them and find some help other, you know, somewhere else. Uh, but they have Gyro. Yeah, so uh, look, again, you're going to get an argument out of a lot of people about the defensive capacities of Gyro Munoz. I believe that Gyro is a very, very has the potential to be a very, very solid defensive third baseman. You guys know that. Uh, I believe that. But he hasn't shown that. And he hasn't shown it at short or second or the outfield. He has a really strong arm. And I think that if he was playing third every day, you'd be fine. But Jerko is a good defensive third baseman. It's a defined role. And it's a defined role that the Cardinals are going to need. They're going to need that third base defense as close to a sure thing as you can get, especially in limited late inning uh, spots, as you are going to need that pinch hitting ability of J-Mart. Again, I... The way that I look at it is any use of J-Mart takes away from a bats from Tyler O'Neill. Uh, I, I don't know. I just think, to me, it's like you're, you're choosing the worst of two potential outcomes, and I think that the outcomes are push. Uh, damn it. I think there was a massive lag in the chat. Sorry about that. Carpenter's 20 points higher WRC playing first base compared to third base. So you know where I stand on that, Napa, really. Uh, I don't like Matt Carpenter playing third base. He's working his ass off to be the best third baseman that he can be. I love that. I appreciate that. I hope that that bears the fruits of his labor. Uh, but he's a first baseman, and I, I think that you're compromising the team all the way around, including maybe him, by moving him to third over the long the long stretch. Do we see the NLDH in 2020, Shield Face? I'll say as of right now, yes. Uh, I think what you'll see, one of two things. You'll either get the DH or they'll expand the rosters to, like, 26 or do something like that. Third base can be so exposed, yeah. And again, like... Uh, it's a danger. It's a danger. We can wait to uh, we can wait to get O'Neill at bats until Azuna walks. Right, twenty twenty is his year. I would think that uh, look for me, twenty nineteen is t- uh, Tyler O'Neill's year. Without 
uh, again, if you have faith in Dexter Fowler, I, I applaud you. I have faith in Dexter Fowler. I just think that the Cardinals would be in their best interest to put Tyler O'Neill in right field on a daily basis if they're not going to sign Bryce Harper. And it doesn't look like you're going to sign Bryce Harper. Uh, so for me, yes, I do think Tyler O'Neill, his year could be 2020, uh, but you're talking about like valuable at bats. Tyler O'Neill needs 450, uh, 400 at least at bats at the major league level this year if you're going to hand him an outfield position in 2020. And those at-bats, they're not going to do him any good at AAA. It's not going to do anyone any good at AAA for, for him to be at AAA. So they have to be major league at-bats. So we'll see where it goes from there. Remember, at this point, Tyler O'Neill's your backup in center field. Uh, so maybe he's getting center field at-bats. We're just going to have to wait and see. Uh, if we do miraculously sign Harper, will Ozuna be traded? I don't think so. No, I, I think I can't imagine what would happen. But, you know, my thought is that they try to, I don't know. My thought is that they go in with Dexter Fowler as the fourth outfielder. He and Harrison Bader splitting time. Maybe Ozuna getting days off early with Fowler getting time and left. Uh, and then Tyler O'Neill would be the big casualty or Jose Martinez. And those would be one of the two that they would move, if not both of them. Uh, Jay Ferg. Hey, Jay Ferg. What's up, brother? How are you? Uh, thanks for joining us. The summertime noises indeed. Fowler can't be worse than last year, but O'Neill is a better option. We hope Fowler can't be worse than last year. I mean, I don't think he can, but you just never know for sure. Uh, what about Jim Edmonds helping out with coaching in spring training? That means nothing to me. He does it every year. I, I don't, like, that's just something he does. And sure, it's on, like, a limited basis. He'll come in for, like, a week or something like that. Uh, but I think the coaching aspect is a little overrated. Like, you know, everyone talked about how instrumental John Jay was with helping, like, Randall Grichik. And Randall Grichik was kind of a subpar center fielder at times. Like, these guys have a cap of potential, and I don't know how much further you can go than that cap. You know, Harrison Bader did became a, a very, very good defensive center fielder without Jim Edmonds helping him on a daily basis. I don't think, like, Jim Edmonds being there is going to push him over, especially because at that point you're talking about instincts out in the outfield, and instincts can't be taught. Positioning can be changed, but instincts can't be taught. And, uh, you know... Uh, Dexter Fowler isn't going to take cues from Jim Edmonds. All of a sudden, Dexter Fowler isn't going to be a better right fielder. Marcelo Zuna isn't going to be a better left fielder. So what you would hope is that he could maybe make Tyler O'Neill better or Harrison Bader. And that's just like, I don't see that happening. It, sure, he ends up being a sounding board. But, you know, the thing I keep going back to is how much better of a base running team or a defensive team were the Cardinals in 2018 as opposed to 2017 when Jose Okendo was around all year. Uh, Bader was elite out there. hope that continues. Bader was very, very good out there, for sure. Kyle, did you have any New Year's resolutions? I didn't have any New Year's resolutions. No, I don't care about any of that stuff. Look, I'm not naive enough about my own ability to be disciplined, to believe that I have the capacity to like hold on to a New Year's resolution. Uh, the only New Year's resolution that I have is I don't want to fuck things up uh, uh, in a relationship and, uh, you know... Tune back in next week. I think I say this every stream, but let's bring Matheny back and start him in center. I love that. I think that's a great choice. Uh, what is the chance Bader wins a gold glove this year? It doesn't matter because the gold glove's a joke. If you want him to win anything, you want him to win the Fielding Bible Award, and I'll say 0%. Card signed three international guys this weekend. Headline by Fernando Abrazoban, athlete and bat speed. Again, you'll, you'll find with me, uh, do I smoke cigars from Shield Face? Uh, I do not, but... That's a weird question that you bring up, uh, a little coincidental. I probably hadn't smoked a cigar in a couple years. And uh, yesterday, with I, I had to go pull a truck out of a ditch, and I took uh, the, the guy who like cleans our our main base. He and I went, and I he was smoking a cigar, and he wanted he's like 
can I smoke in your truck? And I said, no, you can't smoke in my truck. There's no smoking. But he gave me a cigar and he and I smoked a cigar together and I'll never smoke a cigar again because I can still taste the shit in my mouth. Not the actual shit, the cigar in my mouth. But I can also taste the shit in my mouth. It's a whole thing. Uh, did you all know, uh, did, don't say y'all. Did you know, uh, Ozuna had the second best outfield catch of the year in regards to catch probability? Yeah, and I also know that he missed just so many easy catches too. Uh, incredible, incredible stuff. Baseball, you know. To Marcelo Ozuna. Everything about Prospects After Dark is kinky, Wildcats underscore 24. You know that. This is the show of kink record. Uh, let's see. Where are we at? Uh, Drake Mann asks a long, uh, uh, long time ago, five minutes ago, who will be the Cardinals' next rookie of the year? No one. I'll say no one. They will never have another rookie of the year, and if they do, he's not in the system right now. Oh, take the sticker off the bottom of your mug from uh, Tyler Thurman. Uh, okay. Uh, why do I think Kyle Shotgun that, uh, son of a bitch. Uh, son of a bitch, I'm going back. Uh, why do I think Kyle Shotgun that cigar with that guy? <laughs> it's none of your damn business. Not saying y'all's offensive to me and my fake southernness. Uh, Ozuna won a gold glove, that's how worthless it is. Again, the gold glove is a joke. I'm from Tennessee, so I'm legally obligated to say y'all instead of you all, uh, Mr. Missouri. That's Mr. Missouri to you, Mr. Tennessee. I can still taste the shit in my mouth episode. <laughs> uh, <laughs> How about, I, I, not that shit, but I can still taste that shit too. Uh, what's the chance Delvin Perez writes the ship? Uh, 25%. Because Craig Mish is in here, I'll tip my cap to him. I'll say 25% that he does. Uh, it's going to be a long, hard road. And the last I saw, he was still skinny as fuck. So probably a good chance that that doesn't happen this coming year. Uh, again, what's riding the ship for him? I want, you know, he's, he's never going to hit 300. And that doesn't matter. I think maybe like a 260, 360 with like a really mo modest uh, slugging percentage. You know, maybe like 400, maybe 400, something like that. Just not striking out a lot and playing a good defensive shortstop. That's all the Cardinals need from him. They just need him to not strike out, to get on base, and to play a good defensive shortstop. If he can do that, he'll make it to the majors. Are we telling Kyle to eat shit? Most of the time, yes, the spider pig. Uh, and if you're not, you're doing it wrong. Oh, hey, Jeff Niehaus is in here. To Jeff Niehaus, the flying L, I raise my glass. Uh, there's another person I wanted to give a little shout-out to. That's uh, that's Steve Eller, Eller Market, uh, uh, North Carolina Steve on Twitter. I love that guy. I want to raise my glass to him. Uh, what do you expect to see from Alex Reyes this year? I have no expectations at all. Uh, in regards to Alex Reyes, I, I, I don't expect him to be healthy. I don't expect him to not be healthy. To me, he's this beautiful little Fabergé egg that maybe you can put on your mantle and admire. And maybe it'll do everything that you could possibly want it to do, which is, you know, sit there and be decorative. But uh, what I'm getting at is uh, I have no expectations for him. And whatever they get out of him is an incentive. And I would definitely enter the 2019 year with that perspective, if I was the Cardinals front office, I wouldn't. I wouldn't want too much. I wouldn't expect too much. Uh, if he's healthy, then I expect him to be a very, very important part in a successful 2019 season for the St. Louis Cardinals. And everything points to him being healthy. It's just like what to expect out of him. I don't have the slightest idea. And until he's pitching in meaningful games, I'm not going to get my expectations up at all. And neither should you. Uh, most likely to impact the 2019 team, Helsley, Lane Thomas, or Genesis Cabrera. I'll say, of those three guys, the one that has the clearest path to major league contribution is Genesis Cabrera. 
uh, again, with, with Cecil being on his last leg, with Jason Shreve having probably a small window and Tyler Webb ahead of him, Genesis Cabrera could very well be a left-handed relief option uh, sooner rather than later. <coughs> Pardon me, guys. Oh, sorry about that. Uh, let's see. We've had some questions. We have some stuff going on. This might be a good time. Uh, opinion on signing Kimbrel. Definitely have the money to give him a good contract since no Harper. It depends on the contract. Remember, they said he wants like $90 million. He wants like six years or some crazy shit like that. Look, if he wants a two-year contract at some ex exorbitant rate, sure, bring him on in. I'm fine with that. Look, anything more than two years, he can eat. I'm not going to give him six years. I'm not going to give him five years. I'd give him a third-year option if he earns it. But other than that, like, I'm not – I would not. Absolutely not. It's pronounced Henesis, someone says. Yeah, you know, uh, from uh, Prism underscore two – we don't know that for sure. Remember, when and I, I know you're a relatively new like contributor here, uh, but uh, look, I've done a lot of digging, and I've been told by people within the organization that by uh, multiple people uh, that can't settle on it. I've heard Genesis. I've heard Henesis. Again, this comes from within the organization, so I'm holding off. I'm just going to call him Genesis because I like the band more. Uh, again, it might be Henesis. It probably is Henesis. Uh, that's what I've called him somewhat irregularly between Genesis and Henesis, and I apologize for not having the proper pronunciation, uh, but it's one of the two. Uh, again, look, so well, the other thing is, and you need to, everyone needs to keep a close eye on this, John Mazelak does a terrible job knowing how to pronounce the Hispanic players' names. Uh, he still mispronounces players' names consistently. So if you hear him call him Genesis, then that doesn't necessarily mean that it's actually Genesis, it's Henesis. And as a matter of fact, maybe some of the some of the contacts that I've made within the organization have told me that uh, uh, that's something I need to keep an eye out for. Maybe not believe what Mr. Uh, uh, <laughs> again, to uh, Mr. Ferguson. Um, believe how Mo pronounces stuff. Uh, let's see. Uh, hourly reminder that the Cardinals should try to sign Harper. There we go. Uh, what's the Cardinals potential 2020 rotation look like? Lots of guys this year that might not be there. So I believe that they're going to sign Miles Michaelis in spring training to an extension in Jupiter's hometown. So I think next year you're going in with three standards. You're talking about Flaherty, Reyes, or uh, Flaherty, Martinez, and Michaelis more than likely. And then how they fill those two spots, we're going to have to wait and see how this year goes. I think ideally they would like for Alex Reyes to fill one of those spots. And I think ideally they would like for Dakota Hudson in the long run to fill one of those spots. But again, by the time you get to the end of the year, you could be talking about Daniel Ponce de Leon and Genesis Cabrera. You could be talking about Ryan Helsley and Evan Kerchinski. Uh, look, what I'll say is, aside from the, the two guys that are locks, which are Carlos Martinez and Jack Flaherty more than likely, uh, anything could happen. Again, I think that they're going to sign Michaelis in the preseason uh, in front of Roger Dean you know, in his hometown. And then from there, we're just going to have to wait and see. There's a long season in between, but the one thing to take away is that there are internal options uh, without having to address it in the free agent market. Who has a more punchable face, Joe Madden or Theo Epstein? Joe Madden easily for me. Uh, when is Martinez contract up? Two years, and then he has a, an option year after that. So he's due like $11 million, and then like 17 and then 18 and then there's an option after that. So there you go. Uh, Danny Mac is worse than Shannon. Oh, not at all. Uh, it's Hynesis. Hynesis. Uh, no one really knows what it is. Trust me. Trust me on that. We're just going to have to wait until we hear him say it. Uh, all right, so where are we at? We're about an hour and ten minutes into this little shindig. Uh, again, I want to go over real quick one more time. Starting on February twelfth, we're gonna have the we're gonna start rolling out the Dirty Thirty Five. Uh, I've been working hard on that. Whenever I get a free minute, I haven't had a whole lot of time. I was gonna hit it hard this weekend, but I wasn't home until this morning, pretty or until late last night. Uh, so 
I haven't had a whole lot of time to get into it. That'll start February 12th. They'll come out nearly every day until the beginning of the season uh, uh, on March 28th. Look for that. I'm really proud of that. Uh, keep an eye out. Uh, who has a more punchable face, Addison Russell or Addison Russell? That one answers itself uh, very, very clearly. Uh, let's see. <laughs> Quinnesis. I love that. Uh, not that close anymore. What are you? Uh, Gwenesis. I love this. Uh, who's the best first baseman in the NL Central? Uh, I For me, it's Joey Votto. Uh, again, I, I like Paul Goldschmidt a lot. And even though Votto had a down year last year, uh, unless he keeps that up this year, I'm taking Joey Votto, and then I'm going Paul Goldschmidt, and then uh, 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 Mr. Rizzo at that. Uh, but again, uh, let's see. The Hit It Hard episode. I don't mind that sweaty teddy. That's not bad. Uh, no way somebody says Hack Muff boos me. Hack Muff, who is uh, living in the Arizona area, uh, who has a very, very strong love for Paul Goldschmidt. Look, I I'm just being honest. I try my hardest to not be a homer when it comes to this stuff. Uh, from Intern Maddie, have you watched Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse yet? I have. I liked it a lot. I thought it was a little bit overrated. I've heard people saying that it's, like, the best comic book movie. I liked it a lot. I liked the style of it. I liked what they did to try to, like... Demonstrate what a comic panel would look like in a movie. I love that stuff. Uh, there's a great song in there that means a great deal to me now. Uh, that's uh, allowed for... Uh, uh, that's really inspired a connection. and was one of the things that connected Ashley and I early on. And uh, so that song means a lot to me. The movie's really good and everyone should check it out. Uh, I still like the Kyle Eats Shit episode. I, I like it too. Have you seen Aquaman yet? I have seen Aqu Aquaman yet. I thought it was fine. Uh, to me, Aquaman is a lot like Avatar, right? It's a whole spectacle. It's probably not a very good movie. Uh, it's, the dialogue is atrocious. Uh, but it's a fun movie. Uh, I still haven't seen the movie Laugh My Ass Off. Ashley, you and I will have to go to that. Put it on the list. Uh, um, let's see. Paulie G, have you watched Spider-Man uh, down here in the NL leading OBS? Uh, so like, yeah, oh, so, yeah. Oh, God. A uh, player on the MILB, MLB roster in the card system that you would choose to go on a road trip with? Uh, let's see, who would be the best to go on a road trip with? Well, so, you know, when you go on a road trip, if I can just chill in the passenger seat and play on my phone, uh, so you would, you would want somebody who would be a good driver and responsible. Uh, somebody who could foot the bill because you don't really want to pay either. Um, and then somebody who would get crunk. And that would be... God, the Cardinals are a boring team, aren't they? Even in the minor leagues, they're a boring team. It would have been Andy Young, but we don't have that yet. Uh, Evan Mendoza might be one of those guys. I could see that. Uh, let's see. Somebody older, too. I don't know, man. I don't know. I'll just say Andrew Kisner. Why not? Who got suspended for weed? Oh, God. Uh, uh, it was Griffin Roberts. Maybe you're right. Yeah, the kid who just got out of college and is smoking weed. Uh, let's see. Totally Adam Rainwright for a road trip, even though he isn't in the minor leagues. Yeah, we can't do that, though. Uh, oh, so Major Leaguer, yeah, it would definitely be Tyler O'Neill. The thing about Harrison Bader is, you know, you're the one having to do all the driving, because that dude's getting fucking wrecked. Riggity wreck, son! Uh, the correct answer is Yasiel Puig. You would not survive a road trip with Yasiel Puig. Smokey McPot, uh, stay off the weed, ah. All right, so to wrap up that question, uh, uh, Whitewater Attorney, Mr. Adam Van Grack, Cardinal minor leaguer that I would go with, uh, I'll say, we'll say Griffin Roberts, just because I make a good point. The dude probably uh, get a little, get, get crunk, get fucked, as it were. And then uh, in the major leagues, it'd be Tyler O'Neill. 
I was surprised it wasn't Kramer Robertson. People love that Kramer Robertson. God, they love him with all their heart. Uh, he's a, you know what? He's an interesting guy too. That'd be a good, a good choice. Not on the Dirty 35, Kramer Robertson. And I was, my brain went right to the Dirty 35 trying to figure it all out. Uh, let's see. There's a lot of young kids in the Dirty 35. Keep an eye out for that. There's kind of a theme going on in the Cardinal system, especially with, uh, uh, Latin minor league players. Uh, your gas mileage with O'Neill would go down hauling all that man meat in, in your car. Yeah, you know, and also we'd leave that thing idling as it got hot and steamy. We'd have to have the AC cranked up because our bodies rubbing together would cause so much friction. I bet Seamart would get crunk. Seamart would be a great answer, too. Yeah, he and Ozuna, uh, you would get into a fight on the east side, but you would also get legal counsel almost without having to ask for it. So there's things that you have to keep in mind when doing this. Uh, Rocky about to knock out Clever Lang. Wow. We're, we're watching Rocky. I like that. Carlos would be awesome from Blake Reichert. That's probably the right answer. John Brebbia. If John Brebbia drinks, I'm sure he's a blast. Uh, I doubt Adam Wainwright drinks, so I'm out. i got to be with people who drink. All I can see is your shirt says you're the dude. I thought I was from MLB mostly. It's I'm the dude, man, from my brother Michael. My brother Michael gave me this. Uh, Tyler O'Neill looks like a kid that went to school with that. I wanted to beat up. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, if you're really looking for a good time pick, Paul Goldschmidt guy has an exciting personality. There isn't a more boring person upon first press conference that I've ever seen than Paul Goldschmidt. <laughs> I bet Ozuna drinks Bush Light. Tashley. Oh. I bet Ozuna drinks fucking Hennessy. I bet that dude pounds bottles of Hennessy. Uh, this is the Ozuna pounds bottles of Hennessy episode. Cards gifts. Oh... Zuna pounds bottles of Hennessy episode. Uh, let's see. Goldsmith is such a cardinal. Yeah, again, lacking in really like outstanding personality. Probably a great family man. Probably goes to church four times a day. Uh, yeah, he's a perfect cardinal. You're right. Says all the right things. He's exactly as boring as Mr. Mazelak and Mr. DeWitt love. Uh, you can take a trip with Mo and listen to Hall and Oates. I like that. Uh, who remembers Stan buying the most expensive bottle of alcohol after he got his contract? I forgot about that. Cardinals and Blues both lack eccentric characters. Uh, yeah, you know, that's a really good point. Even when they have, like, they're at their best when they have eccentric personalities, right? I didn't think about that, especially, like, I'm just thinking about the Blues here, not with the Cardinals necessarily, but they were at their best when they had Ryan Reeves, even when they had Steve Ott. Like, when they have that kind of, like, beat em up personality, that's, uh, you end up kind of thriving off of that. Cardinals have characters, the team just doesn't show them off. That's part of it. Yeah, you know, again, Carlos Martinez is a fantastic character, and they try to suppress him as much as possible, it seems like. Uh, let's see. I could see Ozuna pulling a, J a Junior Smith, uh, J.R. Smith, drinking Henny at the World Series Championship Parade. Absolutely. Oh, Maggie said something considered an underrated comment. Where's Maggie at? Is it Hennessy or Genesee? Very, very well done, Maggie. Uh, Pools was boring. Uh, he always seemed boring to me. Uh, Jose Martinez has a great personality. You're right. He's... He's crazy. Again, I, I'm not on Instagram, so I don't know, but people are always talking about how much fun he is to follow on Instagram. Yachty seems like he's a good follow on Instagram, too. Again, it's not really my cup of tea. I'm only allowed one social media platform at a time, and mine's Twitter. And now that I know how fucked up Twitter is behind the scenes, I don't even want to be on that anymore. Uh, but here we are as one weird-ass family of prospects after dark. Uh, real fast, we'll get, start getting this out of the way. Uh, have you seen Ozuna's gut this offseason? He's a cheap, uh, cheap light beer drinker. Cheers to him. 
uh, again, people are listing off some pretty good personalities. I mean, even Flaherty. Like, Flaherty's a good personality. He's a good Twitter follow. But he's kind of a boring, like, baseball guy, right? Like, they interview him, and he's just like, I'm really proud of what my team did behind me. Hey, he's can't answer a lot of times. And sure, he's showing personality on Twitter, but just wait until this happens during the season, and he says something, and then the Cardinals brass gets it, and then he doesn't say anything anymore. Uh, again, real fast, I want to raise my glass to all the pad people. Uh, that ZSTLJ said a little while ago his new favorite podcast. To you, to all of my pad people, again, I am the custodian of pad. I'm just here reading what you say, barely bringing my own uh, perspective to it because I'm an idiot. Uh, you guys bring all the knowledge, all the information, and you make Prospects After Dark worth doing on a nightly basis. Uh, that's why I only do it once a week. Uh, that bird's mug is slick. Yeah, look at this. Birds, and then this pad right here. I avocado pad. This is from Cardinals Gifts. It's a one of a kind. I love every second. Uh, T Carson 25 says, I'm fairly new here, but I love it. Good. Again, what I like most about Prospects After Dark is that it's your show. You're part of this community. You're, look, I'm just a guy cultivating the community. You're the actual community. I, I'm, all I'm doing is giving it less direction than it already had. Uh, you guys are the directors and I'm just the asshole behind the camera or in front of the camera in this. You're the assholes behind. I'm the asshole in front. Uh, so I, I just pads an awesome thing, and you guys you guys cultivate it, and I, I I love doing it. Look, I did not want to do prospects after dark tonight. I was exhausted, uh, and then I did it. Let me rephrase that because I'm even doing a shitty job of saying exactly what I want to say here. There was no way I was going to do prospects after dark tonight. There was zero chance. Uh, I, I'm exhausted. It's been a long couple days. I'm emotionally drained. I can't tell you what Friday night was like. Our Friday during the day was like trying to get from the city to my western district. Uh, stuck in traffic for five hours, didn't move for basically two hours. Uh, anxiety kicked in huge that night. Uh, it was really bad for a really long period of time. Uh, didn't get to my hotel room until, had to book a hotel room. Didn't get to a hotel room until 8.30. Fell asleep about one o'clock in the morning. Woke up at four. Uh, went back into work, worked all day yesterday. Went to sleep at like two o'clock this morning. Woke up at seven. Uh, Tried to sleep, or no, woke up at 5, stayed up until 7, slept from 7 until 9, uh, got up. When, I, I did not have it in me, but it dawned on me at about 3 o'clock that I really want to do Prospects After Dark. You guys make me want to do Prospects After Dark. Uh, and as long as you guys want it to happen, it'll always happen. So thank you, uh, 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 Cardinals1111, hello there. Uh, so thank you for being a part of it. Again, I raise my glass to you. All right, so we're going to start wrapping this thing up. Uh, what I want to say, too, is keep an eye at Birds on the Black again. My Dirty 35 is coming out in about a month. Uh, we're going to have plenty of content for you. Ben Cerruti's doing uh, his projection systems. Those will start in February as well. Tara and Alex are doing Chirps. Uh, that's an amazing podcast you need to check out. Uh, and that's pretty much all that's going on right now. But as the season kicks up, Eric Manning and Chuck Brownson will bring it heavy. Stu Styles will have his uh, amazing game recaps once we get to games. Cards, gifts, and Nick Childress will be pumping out the gifts and the art and amazing stuff. Uh, so to my Birds on the Black family, I raise my glass. I also want to say to the Two Birds on a Bat family, the podcast we do on Wednesday, myself, Mo's Algorithm, and Brendan Schaefer with Jim Cromer. You need to check that out. That's good stuff. This last past, this past Wednesday, we did an, uh, an episode about something that's caught steam, and it's about the collective bargaining agreement and all that stuff, and uh, it's worth listening to that. Check that out on Wednesdays. <laughs> Cards 11 and 11 says you got to start over. 
I don't have it in me as much as I'd like to. I just don't have it in me. Uh, is this still live from I Can't Spell? It is indeed. Uh, let's see. Uh, cheers to all. 30 days until pitchers and catchers report. Hell yeah, that's right, baby. That's right. Uh, good BT and BS this week indeed. Uh, let's see. Is this still live? Blah, blah, blah. I'm um, Kyle. You have to start over, please. We want Pat more than Moe and DeWitt one Harper. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, thank you, B Wayne Train One. Uh, this chat would be popping if we could send pics from Jastical. Yes, yeah, send your pics. Good luck trying to do that. I sh what I should do is you should, if you want to send a pic, you send it to my DM and I'll show the cameras. Don't do that, Jesus Christ. Uh, that's what she said. Uh, I want a mug with the middle finger on the bottom from Jay Ferg. I can't believe they don't, they've got to make one. You should go to Amazon, Jay Ferg. Uh, I'm sure they make it. All right, so we've been going and I'm tired and I'm ready to call it a night. So again, I'm gonna, I've got a little bit of booze left. Uh, I'm going to raise my glass to all of you one more time, to my Birds on the Black family, to the people at Two Birds on a Bat, uh, and to my pad people. Uh, I love you guys. Thank you so much. That's a big drink, folks. All right, so that's all for Prospects After Dark here on a Sunday night. We went into Kyler Miller. We talked about other nonsense. Uh, are the, is the city of St. Louis rooting for the Chiefs? Yeah, probably. Uh, I don't know if the city of St. Louis is rooting for anybody but the team that's playing against the uh, them uh, uh, them Rammies. Uh, but anyways, that's all I have. Uh, this was a tremendous Sunday night episode of Prospect After Dark, as always. Unless things get weird, we'll do it again next Sunday at 8 o'clock. You know where to find us. So, for everybody at Birds on the Black, uh, myself for Prospects After Dark, uh, I thank you so much for being here. If you watch this or are currently listening to this on the podcast, you are part of the Resistance. Uh, again, I, I love each and every one of you. You're amazing. And uh, as always, kids, happy hunting. <laughs>